0: Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to this week's episode of Chip Chats. <laughs> on this week's episode, oh my God, I can't speak. On this week's episode, I have the lovely Daryl Perry of the Daryl Perry Podcast or at your level fitness on Instagram. If you don't follow him, you definitely should. Daryl is full of great, awesome, inspirational information that is just so in line with everything I believe and strive for. Uh, I absolutely love talking to Daryl about anything weight loss, social media, fitness related, because we just seem to get each other. <laughs> we seem to understand each other. And this is not an uncommon thing with Daryl. Uh, he has quite a few people who he talks to on a daily basis and who he works through things with, and he does coaching and he's just a great individual all around to speak to. Um, and today was definitely no exception to that. We we talked a lot about weight loss. We talked a lot about fitness. We talked about the weight loss industry. Um, we talked about how to... St- stay on track when you're feeling unmotivated, what's good and what's bad for you. Uh, there's a lot of really great information in today's podcast, so I'm super excited to release it to you, and uh, let me know what you think about it. As per usual, you know where to find me, at uh, Chip on Instagram. Uh, I hope you're having a wonderful day, and before I ramble on any further, let's just get into it, shall we?
1: <laughs> oh <my> God. <laughs> So yeah. So how's it going? It's going. Wait, are are you doing the? You do the intro yeah, on your own, or you want to do? I'm gonna have to like restart uh, this, cool. or I'm
0: gonna have to edit for once, man.
1: <laughs> Just you can let it. We can let fun it go fun. like this. This could be different than any other me, episode.
0: Me and Daryl's you know. awkward introduction. It's fun. <laughs> it's not
1: Dude, it's not awkward. I'm sitting here, and as I talk to you. I'm health and fitness. I'm getting ready to eat a couple of s'mores Pop Tarts. Oh,
0: here. that sounds freaking delicious. Actually, it doesn't because I hate chocolate Pop Tarts, but
1: Pop Tarts are still delicious.
0: So there's that. There go. <laughs> I'm sitting here yeah. drinking coffee. So, you know, definitely it could be
1: like, what's, your, what's in your coffee? What do you have? In
0: unsweetened there? almond milk. <laughs> Essentially, yeah, drink my coffee black with a little bit of white. <laughs>
1: There you go yeah there's I'll tell you what there's a lot of people drinking these straight black coffee yeah, I, like it seems to I
0: honestly cool. never thought that I would be a person to drink straight black coffee, and then, uh when I started weaning out sugar, it just like became a thing. all of a sudden, I was drinking black coffee, and I'm like, oh, this isn't that bad that this is fine." <laughs>
1: This speaks to how diverse of a community we are because you have weaned yourself weaned yourself off sugar, and I'm eating nothing but <laughs> sugar at this particular
0: day. it's the truth though <laughs>
1: yeah, no. yeah, but see we can coexist. you can actually you know talk to people that are doing different things besides exactly.
0: What I have lots of friends who do like keto or um. Oh, my goodness. Uh, sugar-free diets or non-sugar-free diets or Weight Watchers. I don't know. There's so many of them out there.
1: Or the Pop-Tart. Or the pop-tart
0: so I'm letting my dogs in because they're going crazy outside. <laughs> <laughs> so profesh. <laughs> and, um, yeah, was- so I figured with this podcast today, we would talk about... Um, the weight loss industry, because we were meaning to talk about that, I think, like eight months ago, whenever we said we're going
1: to record a podcast. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, the the industry as a whole is is kind of, and it's, when I think of weight loss industry, I think of, you know, like the, the products and services where there's a lot of promises made that really don't follow through. Yeah when it comes to execution and then it's also it's the food industry as a whole so it's yes it is the people that you think of like you know the the snack companies that are, are doing like these potato chips with all these different line extensions whereas you know when we were when we were kids you know like you would have well when i was a kid and probably when you were a kid too even though you came along a little bit after yeah. i did um you know like you would have maybe three or four flavors of a certain type of chip yes. and now you have like a dozen just, so you know this, about uh, this
0: because um i was watching this video of uh, a girl taking 100 boxes of cereal and making giant rice crispy and the fact that she was even able to go through the grocery store and find not even 100 flavors more than 100 flavors blows my mind <laughs> that's
1: insane well and and that speaks to i mean you know, just, just how crazy this has gotten, because I mean, I guess at one point you could have said, okay, there's three flavors of this. So I'll try all three flavors Mm -hmm. and then I'll probably be done with it. If I really like one, because like what I can do with eating, if I'm really in the mood for something, I'm sitting here having, like I had, I've not had a pop tart since I I think I had my first one in probably three or four months uh, a couple days ago. And so now I'm having another pop tart, but like, After we're done with this box of Pop-Tarts in this house, like, I'm going to be cool for a while. Oh, yeah. I think we
0: buy a box of Pop-Tarts in our house, like, once a year, maybe.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, and I think in general with with food, like, if you're – you may buy it a couple times in a row, but eventually you end up kind of getting not really burned out of it, but it just isn't as appealing. And I think what's happened is these food companies are like, well – if they can go through three flavors and just kind of take it or leave it, we need to make more flavors so they're always trying something new. Well, that is, you're, so, you're more
0: amped to buy more of the junk cereal because you're like, oh, look, now they have this kind. Or now there's this or now there's that. Right. So you're just constantly buying these new flavors instead of like – I remember as a kid being in the grocery store and seeing like the typical whatever, Fruit Loops or Lucky Chimes or whatever the heck it was. And then having my mom be like, one week we could get a sugary cereal, and then the rest of the weeks we had to get, like, Raisin Bran or something, <laughs> like, something not overly full of sugar, but every once in a while. Now it's like, there's so many right. choices that you're you're constantly buying sugar cereal because you're looking at it like, oh, this is cool, oh, this is cool, this is cool.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's endless, like, there's just endless choices, and... So that's part of it, but the other thing that I think is is really fascinating is now we have all of these kind of like every diet that that you mentioned before, whether it's keto or Weight Watchers or any yep. of them, have some of them actually have food products that have the brand name of that diet. Oh yeah, them. Weight Watchers. Others are they, kind of, all of them. Kind of, Those yeah weight watchers weight watchers is just like from a marketing perspective they are like they have branded pretty much everything and they have essentially made it to where i mean the ultimate goal is to become a lifetime member to where you don't have to pay but you're still on weight watchers you know for for the rest of your life from a marketing standpoint their strategy is fantastic um for somebody's like overall health. I mean, I could definitely make a case that, you know, you're dependent on a diet. That's not going to be a good thing long-term for anybody. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, so that's, that's one part of it. And then you've got the other brands and and Instagram and social media just play a huge part in this because these brands have figured it out. Okay. You know, we're going to tie in with a certain diet and we're going to get people of all, you know, all levels of influence. And it's not just about follower count because there are people that have, you know, a few hundred accounts that follow them that they're really, you know, involved with that are probably a better influencer. it's a brand ambassador than people that have, you know, thousands of followers. Um, But it's, it ends up creating this entire thing where, you know, these products get tied in. And really, if you look at the, you can look at the nutrition label and you can kind of decide like, okay, what is it? What is it that you want to decide is what's best for you? So like right now, the hottest thing is like carbs are yep. bad, right? Like that's, that's kind of the underlying thing that I think most people, if, if you were to ask somebody like, how would you lose weight? And they would, most people would probably be like, I'm going to cut the carbs. Well, yeah. And then like,
0: even with people who have lost weight, I'm like constantly have people coming up to me, asking me if I stopped eating carbs to lose weight
1: yeah okay. so yeah but but the carbs are the tricky are, are the thing now that's popular i mean right. i still remember when i was a teenager when that was still like the low fat food yep. i mean people were were popping snack wells like crazy because they had a ton of sugar in them but they had taken all the fat out yep. and you know they can engineer the food companies can engineer anything that they want and those are your you know your kind of big brand name food companies, but those are also your, your upstarts that are, you know, creating, creating these, uh, these kind of food products on the side. And, you know, when I say this again, like there's nothing that is inherently good or bad um, with any of these foods, just like there's nothing that's inherently good or bad. in the particular, the industry that we're talking about or in the community that we're talking about, I mean, if you're somebody that, if you're somebody that likes to eat, Low carb and it fits within your preferences. There are plenty of lower carb foods that you can go out there and try and do. You know, you you can make all kinds of substitutes. Okay. Um, but I, I, I mean, my my big thing on all of this is going to be is what you're eating based around your preferences. If it is, then it's something that you can do for the rest of your life. But it's you're in control. It's not that you know a particular community or a particular diet is telling you how to do all this stuff for the rest of your life.
0: Well, my, one of my biggest issues with it that I, I talk about a lot, and I think I've heard you talk speak on this too, but um, it's just the fact that you're, you're not learning what is right and wrong for your body when you blindly follow a diet. And that's like my biggest problem with them. And I'll have so many people come up to me and be like, I've tried this diet and this diet and this diet and this diet. And I said, well, what did you learn from those diets? And they kind of look at me sideways. Like what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm like, well, like, you did the diet. So what's good for you and what's bad for you? <laughs> like you're not going to learn and be able to continue it. If you, if you've never learned it in the first place, if you're just blindly following what someone else says, then eventually gets to a point where you're like, ah, I really want some sugar. And then you'll go way downhill because you don't know how to find your footing.
1: Yeah. And I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's one of those things where like probably the most common thing I come across when people are, are, as they as they're going to say struggling with all this stuff is that they've been doing like they've been able to check the boxes they've you know followed the diet to at they're you know hitting their their macros they're hitting their calories they're hitting their points they're doing all those things they're doing their workouts but like what you're saying they're they're not learning they're not really seeing what's underneath that they're not you know, what I would say a lot of like developing the foundation because if you have the foundation. Again, none of this stuff is inherently good or bad. It's just it is what it is. But when somebody is dieting and they're following a diet and they're just doing the things without having that foundation, as soon as their life throws them a curveball, they start second-guessing everything. And it it gets back to what you're saying, which is what is it that you've learned here? And they haven't really learned much of
0: anything. Which, speaking of curveballs, another giant pet peeve of mine is – companies that teach their representatives to prey on people who are having a rough go at it. Uh, yeah. I've seen this a lot. This like one of my biggest, biggest pet peeves is when you post something about being emotionally vulnerable. Um, and then all of a sudden your DMS are flooded with people who are saying, I have the perfect product for you. How do you, have you gotten messages like that before? Like, how do you feel about those?
1: So I don't I don't get a lot of those messages now because if somebody looks at my profile, they may be able to figure out that I'm probably not going to be the person that's gonna buy their stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think, you know, it time that they're tying the solution back to a particular product, I have a problem with it. Anytime they have a particular diet, that they're saying is kind of the end all solution. I have a problem with it. Um, I will say on kind of the other side of this, and you know this, you're very open about posting the stuff that, that you struggle with. But I mean, a lot of the ways that I end up finding my clients is that I see what they post and I say, Hey, this is what I do. And this is how I do it. Would you be interested? And you've actually got, I mean, you've gotten that message from me, but the tone and the intent is different. For sure. So like when I talk to people, I'm like, look, this is what I do. And if you go about it this way, we're going to develop the foundation and you'll eventually figure this stuff out. But the biggest thing for me is I want you at some point to be able to do it, you know, on your own for the rest of your life. So I, I think that's the main difference. But yeah, when whenever, and this gets back to the whole thing of the, the promises that they make, when they start making these empty promises and saying like that, this is a solution. Like we're in a, we're in a space where everything has been centered around the scale. And the thing that, that focusing on the scale really gets people to feel is helpless because you can't control how fast the scale moves. And then when you're doing again, what you're talking about all the stuff that people are doing without really learning why they're doing it or how it fits into their life. And you're scrolling through Instagram and that you see, um, you know, you see that, that somebody else has lost seven pounds in a month and you've only lost four, you know, then you're like, well, what the heck, why can't I be like this person? And then those people see that, that are selling that product and be like, well, Hey, you know, you use this, it's going to, uh, it's, it's going to help you get there. And I, I don't, I, I hate that. I hate okay. when people, they're preying on their, on yep. people's insecurities okay. and that, that is what I don't like
0: like when you get the message I I've gotten, and I I think honestly, I think it's mostly because I'm a woman as bad as that sounds, but I do think that women tend to get targeted in this a little bit more than men do. Um, just from like discussions I've had with people and what seeing people and how they, whatever, complain and what have you. Um, but it's almost like you, they pull that insecurity that you show in the post and then they'll message you and be like, Hey, I know how to fix your loose skin. I know how to get you to drop 20 pounds in a month. I know how to blah, blah, blah. blah. And they just offer these quick fixes. And I can't stand quick fixes, mostly because I used to believe there was truth in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember like being at a point where I sat there and uh, Garcinia Cambogia was a big thing. Do you remember that? Mm,
1: not offhand. What was that?
0: Um, it was essentially this like magic plant-based pill that melted the fat away and you would take it in the morning and it would just like, you would just lose weight. That's just how it works. And there was a point where my, my feeds and everything were just filled with ads for this magic pill. And I like, remember going to the, whatever the GNC or whatever it was and looking for these pills and like actually holding it in my hand and looking at it and debating it. And then being like, what am I doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it, it, it's so easy when you're in that mindset of feeling hopeless, like there's nothing else that you can do. You cannot succeed. You cannot move past it. You're in a very vulnerable, easy place for someone to come along and just be like, Hey, try this magic syrup. Try this, try that. And it, it honestly terrifies me. I have a, uh, got some friends right now on Facebook who are posting advertisements for their miracle drink or whatever the heck it is. And just like the comments that pour on these posts, like so many people are like, tell me more, tell me more, tell me more. Cause everyone wants this crazy quick fix. But when it comes down to it, that crazy f- quick fix it, it, like, who knows what that stuff is doing to your body. <laughs>
1: Well, and that's the other thing too, because like the supplements don't have to be regulated. No. Mm-hmm. And, you know, while it, at times I think it's like, you you can't, um, you know, they don't have, they can make whatever claims they want. There are, um, and, and this is with all of the kind of, all of the supplement companies uh, and all the, and I'm thinking more so like the the network marketing ones now the, the mlms and you know where people are just like they're saying that they got results because of this product now i saw a uh, our, our buddy gary cantrell and i were talking about this old pen and teller documentary series that they did on like hbo like 15 years ago called Can, are we allowed to cuss here or no yeah, yeah the show's the show's called bullshit and yeah. basically the um they did one episode and it was on weight loss and they were talking about how these injured athletes so professional athletes that would not be uh they, they couldn't compete in their sport at that particular time would actually gain weight and then take you know what would become endured like just spokesman for these particular products and basically what they would do is once they were able to do their normal routine again they would get back to their normal workouts their normal you know sleep patterns a normal way of eating and then they would also possibly take the supplement so when you have somebody whose body is actually trained to draw you know to, to get in in peak condition rather relatively quickly you know and then they take this on top it's like I guess you could you could say from a certain point of view that the that the supplement company isn't lying when they say that people use this and, and get results. But I mean, you kind of could look at that from a common sense approach, which is always my approach to to fitness and nutrition, and be like, yeah, this has a lot more to do with you know how that person is has developed habits and routines and discipline oh, throughout life sure. than your product.
0: Um, it's like any gym right like all yeah. those gyms that advertise so-and-so lost 40 pounds because they started cl- or working here blah blah blah, working out here when in reality like working out does not cause you to lose weight like yeah you're gonna burn calories and stuff like that but when it comes down to it it's what's are feeling with your body with outside of the workout the workout's just making you stronger
1: and i i just i wish that we could get to a place where the scale was not was looked at as the outcome instead of the goal. Yeah. Like, and what people will say, well, and and you know, probably the the best argument to this point that I've heard is, you know, hey, look, I get a, I, you know, if I have a lower BMI and I know the B, you know, I I have, and this person would say to me, like, I have mixed feelings on the BMI scale, but like, I get a lower, I, I get a discount on my health insurance if I have a lower BMI. <laughs> so yeah, it, it makes sense that that person would be. invested in, in, in like what their weight is. But, you know, the, the thing that we all kind of figure out the longer that you're in this particular uh, space within weight loss. And I mean, that, that was the thing for me is I, I literally, you mentioned that you bought into all the the pills and the products and the quick fixes. I was Mr. Diet and quick fix for literally 15 years. And I just, I see that the way that this, that these industries are set up now, where you know, they're really designed to have lifelong customers. Oh yeah. And I would hate, 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 hate for somebody to start thinking about losing weight when they're a teenager, which is where I was. Yeah. Um, and at the time, I, I mean, I totally my my habits were not what they needed to be, and it, I was not you know healthy at all. But I needed to lose weight. But like, you start focusing on that when you're so young. And then to go through my entire decade of my twenties and be, you know, just focused on weight and the scale and kind of always on a diet, or even if I wasn't on a diet, I was like, you know, one trip to the scale away from being back on one. And I just look at it and I'm like, we need to come up with a way that people can look at the scale as kind of data and information because you know, it's not like you, you you go to the doctor you go to the scale you get on the scale but you also get your blood pressure taken yep. and very rarely unless you the doctor says your blood pressure is high you don't fixate on that number no. and even when you' even when your blood pressure is high like most 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 of us will be like well you know yeah you know I'll, I'll take my per my prescription and, and it's kind of like out of sight out of mind yep. but if the scale isn't where we want it to be like we fixate on it it's really it's kind of weird, right? Well,
0: it's funny that you say that because to the same extent, it also depends on where your weight lies, right? Um, yeah. I remember being when I was close to the 300 pound mark and going to the doctor for a sore throat or something like I had thought I had strep or something. Yeah. And I remember sitting there in the doctor's office and having this doctor then go on a half an hour tangent about how I needed to lose weight and I was going to be healthy if I lost weight. And I'm like, I'm here for a sore throat, like overly fixated on the fact that I was overweight. And I'm like, look, like I know this. I it's not like I'm looking in the mirror and going, hey, you skinny bitch. Like, (laughs) Like, come on, man. Like just let me out of here. You're just making me feel like garbage in the same retrospect, right? But it does it does happen too that as soon as you pass a certain market, some doctors will just fixate every problem you have on that. And yeah, like a lot of problems go hand in hand with the fact that you're overweight. There's a lot of things that I dropped or lost when I lost weight, like knee pain, ankle pain, sickness, et cetera. But does it need to be focused on at every doctor's appointment? No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, and, and I think like, we just, if we can get to a point where we're focusing on cause again, like the scale, we can't control how fast it moves, okay. but we can control, you know, what it is, one, what it is that we're choosing to eat. If we're choosing like the type of activity we're trying to do. And, and it's not just going to the gym and, and, you know, doing that. I mean, you can go out for a hike, you can walk. I mean, you with climbing, like you can do a number of different things, okay. but if you, if you figure out the stuff that you like, and then here's the big one, like don't feel guilty about this stuff. And that's, that's been my other thing over the last few months is like, I, I used to kind of normalize it and say like, well, you know, I know it's really hard to, you know, not get tripped up about the fact that you ate whatever it is. Like, I I mean, good Lord of this conversation for the first 10 minutes, I'm like eating pop tarts, but like, (laughs) I'm just like if you can just get to a place where you can eat food and be okay with it and then you just move on to your next choice and you don't beat yourself up for it and you don't get on the scale and be like, Well, I gained I gained three pounds and it was because the coffee I drank that I didn't put I didn't put almond milk in. I know, man. I, I get it. I'm with your dog on this one. Um you know, like I, I ate this, I drank that, this is why I gained weight this yep. week, and it's just like if we can get to a place where we just do the best that we can and then really try to work on, you know, being okay with the choices that we make, I mean, then I I think people will really start to see some, some major changes.
0: Well, even that, just like if, if I would have walked into that doctor's office and the doctor would have said, Hey, did you know that there's, Um, I know we're talking about sore throats, but while you're here, did you know that there's um, some new research on the dangers of sugar or whatever? And like handed me some news articles or something. That would have been a lot different than saying, Hey, you need to lose weight. You're too heavy, right? Like (laughs) we put so much focus, I think on the number and like losing the weight than we do on being healthy. The beginning of my journey was all about looking better It it was not about feeling better. It was about, I'm not happy with the way I look. I want to look thinner. I want to look better. I want to be more comfortable in my skin. It was never, hey, what can I do to further my life? Or what can I do to be healthier? What can I do to not live with this knee pain or ankle pain? Like That was never a thought that crossed my mind until like halfway through my journey. Yeah, and,
1: and I just, I think... I just think we have to do a better job as a whole of like, just, you know, cause the, the real game that we're playing, I mean, is that you're going to be doing the stuff that you're doing now in some way, shape or form for the rest of your life. Yep. And you know, it seems like it's was a long time for you to try to, to lose weight and wanting to focus on the scale. Like now you, you, you have habits, you have routines and you still have times that you're working through things, but like, You've you've set a foundation for yourself, and I think that's what we really need to focus on when when we're thinking about this. But it's so it's so counter to what we've all
0: what well, we've learned and been up yeah put I'm into our brain. brains for so many. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, I mean it's um there's it's 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 kind of odd because on one hand there's so many layers to it and it's very complicated and it it requires a lot of self-awareness and it requires a lot of looking at your own, you know, like what's the context of, of your actual situation, which to your point, when your doctor is like saying all this stuff at you and you're just kind of like, I'm here for the sore throat, dude. Like, that's all this is. You're just, you're not like, it's just, it's a bunch of noise with without context. So it it takes a lot of, of context and, but you know, by the same token, It's very straightforward and simple, right?
0: Yep. That's a big part of what gets me too is for so many years, I thought it was the most complicated thing on the face of the earth. Like I could not figure it out. I could not get on the right path. I could not have the willpower. I could not have the strength not to eat the bad things and da, 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 da. Not once did I ever think that, you know, it was possible or easy to lose weight. It was just a struggle. I knew it was gonna be a struggle. I knew it was gonna be hard. And it like not saying that losing weight isn't hard, but it is a pretty straightforward thing. Like
1: <laughs> Yeah. 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 I mean and well and I guess like what's the difference between like if you were to tell somebody how to lose weight now versus how you would tell somebody to lose first started, what's like uh, it's it's completely not. Oh yeah. My
0: my biggest thing lately when because I do constantly have people coming up to me like wow, that's like that's huge. I can't believe you lost that much weight and how did you do it? And like there's constantly people because it's a part of me, right? Um and my biggest thing that I end up saying now is mindset. And they're like they look at me like what? I'm like, Well yeah, as soon as I stopped freaking out about everything I was putting in my body, as soon as I stopped like losing my marbles when I ate some chips one night or whatever, and just did my research and learned what was good and bad for me and pretty much tried to stay to as good as possible. Like that's when the weight came off when I had a little more acceptance of myself. And when I was a little more willing to be okay with the fact that I'm not going to be perfect, that was when I lost weight, not any other time. And they're like, what? (laughs)
1: Yeah, I mean it's well, and it's it, it again again because like when you're when you're in the the throes of this stuff, you're like it has to be more complicated than that. But once you've actually done it, you're like, nope, I can tell you a simple and straightforward way to do it. So.
0: Well, and a lot of them are, I think, are expecting me to say like, oh, I ate keto, or oh, I like did this, <laughs> or oh, I did that. I don't know why I automatically go to keto. Probably because it's the most popular one right now. But uh.
1: it. Yeah, I mean it is the, and I just I think it's funny because I I just want to remind people again, like going back to when it was low fat, right? you can't believe how people would eat this much sugar and how people yeah. would eat this carbs, and it's like fat was was the number one evil. Don't think that you're this enlightened now because I I got news for you, all the scientific research in all these diets for decades, Oh yeah. these ways of eating, they may not have they may not have had the diet themselves but I mean like shoot keto was originally studied for epilepsy back in like the 1920s so you know I mean like what's what's new really isn't all that new so
0: um and it I don't know it just it just blows my mind how many people I've had a lot of conversations lately to you about um People coming up to me now and starting to talk about the dangers of eating fruit, and I just like shake my head and tell them what for, and they look at like they're always kind of taken aback, and it, it shocks me too because usually it's it's younger people who are coming up to me and saying that, and I'm like the fact that you think that fruit is the problem is alarming. Like yeah, it's a sugar, it's still a natural sugar your body's going to process it differently than a processed sugar because it's a natural sugar. Like it goes through your body quicker. Um, but there's, there's so much more to it. Like obviously don't sit there and eat fruit 24 seven, but there's people who work in this world who eat nothing but fruit. Like <laughs> and they're healthy and they are fine. So there's much bigger things to be worried about than the fruit in your, or the sugar in your banana, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean it's well, and and this again, this is gonna be one of those things where there's all this this, uh, this information out now and, and people again like it's been just because you're hit over the head with a message over and over again doesn't make it any more correct. And you know, you're you're absolutely right where there's people that eat fruit all the time and that's not where people put on weight in, in most cases now. Um, you know, and I always like when somebody's talking about this will be me in defense of Weight Watchers for a moment, because I do like that Weight Watchers does not penalize you for eating produce and lean protein because those, those particular types of food, you know, your, your produce is where you're getting a lot of your vitamins and minerals. That's the stuff that I look at as I'm like, that's, if you're looking at your food, that's your nutrition, it's vitamin and, and minerals. So like, and then you look at lean protein, that's what's helping your body repair itself with working out. Now getting into protein, that could be, I, I think the quantities of protein that we are told to consume and that we do consume and what's kind of normal with everything is probably a little bit on the high side. I don't know if we need as much as we actually okay. are eating. Yeah. Right. But, but like, it's well, i I'm,
0: I'm vegetarian. Right. And, uh, So a lot of people, a lot of the time look at me, they're like, I like, how do you know you're getting enough protein? I said, honestly, like I get protein from beans and vegetables and like there's protein in my bread for goodness sake. And I probably don't have that recommended amount of protein, but I'm fine. Like there's no downfall to me. There's no health issues. There's like, I'm still eating a good amount of protein. I'm just not eating a chicken breast (laughs) in every meal
1: whatever yeah and and um uh, and and the thing like with weight watchers not penalizing people for that i like it but then there's people that are always like well you know i could have bananas so you know but if i eat if i eat eight bananas in a day like there's zero points i could do it i'm like that's who, who's gonna eat that many bananas or that many apples or that many oranges like the whole thing here is you could have one to two servings a day and like be satisfied nobody's gonna gorge themselves on like clementines dude like, yeah. just, just not what it's i don't know the clementines
0: like, are really freaking delicious so I, <laughs> I,
1: th- I thought you were gonna say that i thought you might like take me up on that one nice job knocking that one out of the park there. You man know? you know like and it's funny because like you and i were were there was so much stuff going on for a while like we really didn't talk all that much and then we started dming back and forth and like we need to get this podcast going. Cause you know, like as soon as we got done with the last podcast we did, we're like, we need to do another one. And yep. here we are. But so no, it's, it's good. The timing's still there, man. It's yep. um, yeah. So, but like, but in, in the other point, so, you know, you're vegetarian mm-hmm. and the way that I like to eat, like, I actually like eating a vegetarian breakfast most days now today i actually had a piece of sausage to go along with it but usually i'll do um mostly produce for breakfast like a lot of mostly fruit and stuff for breakfast and then maybe some oatmeal with almond milk and then my snacks are normally fruit and dark chocolate so lunch lunch i may have like you know, a turkey sandwich or some leftovers from dinner. But a lot of times it'll just be like peanut butter toast or avocado toast because that's like what I'm in the mood for. But then like for dinner, I'll, I'll then have like um, some pulled chicken or I'll have a steak or, you know, make uh, like tonight, I think we're going to do blackened shrimp. So like I I still like I eat a little bit of everything, but you still kind of just put some parameters around stuff. and And again, it's like, am I – Am I eating vegetarian? No, but I'm probably, probably 60, 70% of the time, I'm not eating anywhere near the amount of meat that I used to eat. And so honestly,
0: that's how it started with me, too, Is yeah. I started by eating as much plant based food as I could. Um, yeah. And just like, even in the beginning, of my weight loss, a lot of it was just looking at my plate and having a small bit of chicken and a small, or meat and a small bit of rice or some sort of grain and then half my plate was just vegetables and like making the conscious switch to make sure that most of my plate was fruit or veg and not a grain or a protein um and then going from there and just slightly altering it so that it was even more fruit and veg versus the chicken and but making a some sort of protein like a bean or something like that um and then to the point now we're like i'll still have if we go out to the steak restaurant like I'll still have a steak every once in a while it's just meat's not my favorite thing to eat I feel a lot lighter a lot cleaner when I'm not eating a crap ton of meat and uh it's also better for the environment which is a big thing that's going through the media right now especially in Canada with our elections coming up um my news feed is like swamped (laughs) environmental stuff and uh Greta I don't know if you've seen any of those videos yet but um talking talking a lot about the fact that you know a good chunk of our world is going to feeding our livestock that we eat because we're eating so much meat and it's honestly like the gases that they're emitting from their bowels and stuff like that is affecting our world but also like just the amount of corn and stuff that we're having to grow to keep up with the fact that we need to feed these animals that are we're eating also has a big play on the way our world is going. And the fact that I, I personally feel do feel a little better knowing that I'm eating a little less meat to help the planet just a little bit more does make me feel better about it. And it's not necessarily about the animals themselves, but just the world in the general
1: planet as a whole. well and and you know this is another interesting thing because it's uh, that's the other thing as we've as we've talked about weight loss and diets is it's one of those topics a lot like and 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 the the um, the uh, the effect and the effect on the environment has become a political you're yep. talking about elections and it's interesting because it's much more about like until something really impacts somebody else's day-to-day life, I mean, honestly, they don't really think about it. Um, So it's kind of interesting because when I, I, I think the way that you end up getting people to eat less animal products and things that are, you know, just do things that would be better for the environment is you start with the fact on how they actually feel. How do you feel when you're eating, you know, the amount of, of, animal products that you're eating Mm -hmm. and start with that because it's so funny because when you start talking about the, the environment as a whole and you start going into the statistics and you start talking about how we need to change that. I mean, people like, you can tell by actions, a lot of people aren't really like they're not on board. Like if it's not right in front of them and impacting them, Mm -hmm. like they don't, they don't buy into it. And I I think a lot
0: of us also use the excuse of, you know, life's too busy to be able to focus on eating less meat or not having those easy options. Cause meat is a really easy option as much as it, like it takes time to cook and do like, you can constantly get meat, no problem. And that was one of the biggest challenges for me when switching to a vegetarian diet was, being able to find things that I could eat <laughs> yeah. like there's yeah. not an easy way to go out and grab something like now it's starting to become more easy with like burger options and things like that but even then a lot of time I don't want to eat those crazy beyond yeah. burgers or whatever because they're so full with a bunch of I don't even like, uh, like I don't want to yeah. People look at me when I have a burger or whatever. They're like, oh, is that one of those Beyond Meat burgers? I'm like, no, I don't like those. So they're like, what are you eating? I'm like, a bean burger. And they're like, oh, A&W has a bean burger? Well, yeah. (laughs) like A lot of these places have a bean burger. Just don't advertise it because it's not the hip thing right now.
1: Right, right. Well, and you know, the other thing is, so you mentioned now it's a little bit easier to to find options. (laughs) How long did it take you to really kind of get into... Uh, you know, feel comfortable doing that? Because I I do think some of this is like, look, it's difficult at first because you've never really done it before. But as you continue to try to eat primarily plant-based or vegetarian, um, you know, you start seeing options where you may not have seen it before. You're seeing it at restaurants where they don't advertise it, but you know, to ask for it. But like, how long did it take you to really feel like, okay, I can, I can at least find enough options that I don't feel like I'm really having to hunt for every meal that I'm,
0: honestly as a vegetarian not that long uh if i was vegan it would be way worse yeah because it's a lot harder to find options that don't include cheese or things like that than it is for um just eliminating the meat aspect right yeah Yeah. but once you get into the habit of it like you know your go-to places you know where you can and cannot go like I know that I can't eat at McDonald's, which yay, I'm glad I can't eat at McDonald's because McDonald's doesn't offer a vegetarian. Like if I'm going to eat at McDonald's, I'm eating French fries or hotcakes, which
1: right. Right.
0: why am I just going to eat straight up carbs? I could go home and make some eggos if I really wanted pancakes. Like,
1: <laughs> well, and see, that's the thing too. I, I think the biggest part is getting into the habit of making your food at home as mm-hmm. often. as There's going to be times. I mean, you mentioned when you guys go out to the steakhouse, sometimes you'll have a steak. Like there's gonna be times that you go out to eat. um, but it's just like what is the what's the the default option gonna be? And you know, I I posted on my story today, like they're opening a brand new Starbucks, like right across from our subdivision here. Oh, dangerous. (laughs) Well, but the and the thing is is like it's getting ready to open. It's not open yet. I drove past it, but it was funny because with the way things are, I could literally drive two miles one way, um, or three kilometers one way, three kilometers the other, yeah. and it's going to be like there's another Starbucks. But I was just like, in my head, because I'm so used to just drinking my Starbucks at home, I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to go home and have coffee. Yeah. And you just, it gets the same way with restaurants, too.
0: I don't know how many times I've driven, like I dri- drive my kids to school because it's a bit of a walk and usually we're running late. Um,
1: <laughs> but i i love to drive my kids
0: to school every once in a while and uh on the way home i'll be like oh maybe i should go to starbucks or stop at starbucks or go to the tim hortons down the street or whatever it is and a lot of the times now i'll stop myself and be like nah like it's gonna take me just as long to go home and make a cake up like whatever right like it, it's easy to make that switch once you start looking at the world that way and when it comes back to it like I could very well use the excuse that I am busy and not able to cook a good meal. My shift at work is like three p m till eleven p m like it's it's the shift where I'm not home to really make lunch or dinner like <laughs> it's really hard to find the time to make good healthy meals I take the time, but i do i make them early or I make multiple and eat it throughout the week. Or like there, you eventually get into the habit of being able to adjust and adapt to that and being able, like you just kind of have to push yourself to do those things.
1: Yeah. And, and relatively speaking, like it does not take as much time as you would think. Like initially you're just like, Holy cow. How can I, you know, how am I going to be able to get this habit down? But you you figure it out. And right. then it, once you figure it out, you're kind of like, why did it take me this long mm-hmm. to do this before? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that's,
0: I've been having a lot of this conversation because Rich is starting to lose uh, the, lose his weight. Right. Um, yeah. We've been having a lot of conversations where he'll call me and be talking to me cause I'm at work or whatever. And he'll call and chat real quick. Cause we don't see each other. and uh, yeah. He'll be like, Hey, uh, the boys are driving me nuts. I'm going to stop for pizza. And I'd be like, well, it's going to take you just as long to sit there and wait for your pizza to cook as it is to go home and make some like quick macaroni or something. And he's like, I guess that's true. I'm like, and then you can have some vegetables and you can have some, and he's like, yeah, you're right. Like, like, we just tend to be lazy about it, right? Like we want the quick, easy fixes It comes back to the whole weight loss industry conversation again too like it's it's very easy to want a quick easy fix because we all have so much going on that you that's need so to run out of right get out of back for a minute Sounds
1: good. so yeah i mean and i i like your rich voice actually i think that's
0: pretty fun <laughs> but yeah so um i guess we're coming up to our time here and we can quit chatting but it was great having you on and you can uh, give yourself a little shout out here if you want.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. So, anybody that wants to connect with me on Instagram, I'm at Your Level Fitness there. Uh, and if you want to check out my podcast, go to iTunes or Spotify and just look for me by name. It's Daryl Perry. So, D A R Y L P E R R Y, and should come up.
0: And it's a great podcast. You should definitely answer it. <laughs>
1: Especially
0: not. You've got like so many spin offs going on. <laughs>
1: Well, and what I need to talk to you about as we have this conversation is I think you and I need to do a spinoff on your podcast where we might limit it to only 10, 20, 30 minutes. But like, this, this is exactly what happened last time is I'm like, we've been talking, we doing and we're just scratching the surface. Oh, yeah. So.
0: It's very easy. We could definitely do that.
1: (laughs) Yes. So we will, we'll coordinate that, but yeah. And, and you know me, I'll be like messaging you as soon as we get off. You'll be like, Hey, what do we want to do with that, with that regular (laughs) podcast? So, but no, I, but it's, it's always good for, you know, it, it, and it is like, you know, we get busy and I'm always like when we actually have a chance to sit down and talk, I'm like, why aren't we doing more often?
0: You know, me both especially through the summer, like we we fell right off. We were talking to each other so much and then we stopped talking to yeah. each other uh, now like I'm glad to slowly be getting back into normal routine and normal life, right? So
1: Yeah. It's good. And and we're uh you're getting back into your routines, I'm getting back into mine, and we're getting back into ours. So yeah.
0: <laughs> Well, thanks for coming on, Daryl, and uh I'm sure I'll talk to you in a couple minutes here. <laughs>
1: Sounds great, Chelsea. Check your DMs. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.